everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 326th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to dive into a little bit of Jurassic news regarding Jurassic World Dominion and Universal Orlando. After that, we have a massive collection of your thoughts and feelings towards Jurassic World Dominion in our listener segment. This film has been out for a week now, and tons of people have seen the movie. Whether they loved it or disliked it, we have all those th- those feelings here <laughs> to share today. And a big thank you ahead of time to each and every person who sent in their thoughts. We always appreciate it. Now, just a heads up, this is a very spoiler-filled episode. So if you don't want to hear anything, uh, any spoilers from Jurassic World Dominion, you might want to duck out for a bit and then maybe tune back in once you've seen the film. And if you've seen the film, please enjoy this episode. But before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Now, throughout the month of June, please head over to our YouTube channel to help donate to The Trevor Project during Pride Month. It is a great organization that focuses on suicide prevention and crisis intervention for LGBTQ young people who really need our support. And uh, the Jurassic community, like I've said before, has always been a very, very giving community. So if you'd like to help out, please head over to our YouTube channel, find a video released this month, and then click on the donation portion there where you can go ahead and give money directly to The Trevor Project. Absolutely none of that money will go to us. It all goes to The Trevor Project. So thank you in advance for your support. And if you don't have the money to support it right now, go ahead and share it around. Tell people, tell your friends, tell your family that they can help back The Trevor Project this uh, Pride Month and Jurassic June. So thank you so much for that. Now, over on our YouTube channel, we released a bunch of stuff over the past week or so. I know this episode's coming out at a different time, but I wanted to showcase the Dart Zone uh, tranquilizer that uh, was sent to us by by Dart Zone. It is called the Jurassic Pro. It is massive. It is very fast and very. It shoots very far. Uh, it's really cool. So if you want to go out there and head out uh, into the wild and trank some dinosaurs, uh, you can head to Walmart and pick up that one. We wanted to showcase the review on our channel, and thank you so much to Dart Zone for sending that our way we also do have an unboxing from tom jurassic up on the channel frontier developments the people who make uh, jurassic world evolution 2 were kind enough to send tom an amazing gift so please check out that uh, unboxing video on our channel we also have mine and tom's reactions to jurassic world dominion it's in two separate videos so be sure to check those out and i also uploaded the cast and crew q a that was held in New York City at the IMAX screening that I went to. So if you want to see Jeff Goldblum, Bryce Dallas Howard, DeWanda Wise, Emily Carmichael, and Colin Trevorrow, go check out that video. I also uploaded a bonus episode this week 
Um, and speaking of bonus episodes, I put up uh, my reactions. If you heard that one, that was on the feed. And then also the Q&A. And then also on our YouTube channel, I uploaded a live stream this past week. That was really, really fun uh, to, to get back into the live stream. Let's talk Jurassic after a month and a half of streaming the films themselves, uh, you know, kind of catching up before Jurassic World Dominion. So I was really excited to get back to it and talk about all the latest Jurassic stuff. Uh, there was a lot regarding uh, Beyond the Gates, Jurassic World Dominion, and a bunch of other merch and stuff like that. So it was really exciting. Go check it out. But enough of all that. Why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off with a little bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access new security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. All right, so I wanted to kick off the news today with a bit of uh, box office information here for Jurassic World Dominion. Over the weekend, its opening weekend, Jurassic World Dominion brought in $143.4 million at the domestic box office here in the States. That's very good, very good money these days. Uh, of course, Jurassic World opened to $208 million back in 2015. Fallen Kingdom opened up to $148 million back in 2018. So times are a little bit different, of course, uh, with the pandemic and everything. So the movie-going experience is certainly different these days. But $143 million is nothing to, uh, to shy away from. That is a great number, and it will surely build as we continue on here. Of course, uh, it will kind of take a big dip because over Father's Day weekend, uh, Buzz Lightyear, or I guess just Lightyear, is coming out. So that will surely take in probably the top mark so i would expect jurassic world dominion to come in second uh this coming week but uh you know it continued to make money throughout the week uh grossing 21 million and then 24 million so it's it's currently doing pretty great worldwide we're talking about 419 uh, million dollars is that right yeah 419 million dollars uh so that's pretty great 172 of that is from the states and then 247 is foreign uh box office there so doing pretty great currently it is sitting at the number five slot uh worldwide and uh it's doing great you know despite all the the interesting reviews we'll say that have been out there over the past week or so um, Jurassic World Dominion uh, defeated those odds and went ahead to make a lot of money. And I think that goes to show that, uh, you know, the general audiences really, really love Jurassic movies. And uh, for some reason, it's just not the critics thing. And I guess that's all right. But, uh, you know, uh, it really seems to have paid off for a lot of big time Jurassic fans and casual fans. So I'm really excited about it. And it's, uh, it's going to keep making money here. So good luck to Jurassic World Dominion and everybody who created this movie. And uh, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Next up here in the news, this one is uh, a little spoilery for the very end of the movie. So again, if you don't want to hear anything about this movie, maybe duck out. Um, but Colin Trevorrow was asked a question on Twitter from at the real EGX uh, about uh, a potential T-Rex family at the end of Jurassic World Dominion, asking if the Doe and Buck Rex from the Lost World were spotted at the end of the movie. And Colin just simply re responded, yes. He, he did this response 
the day that the movie came out, literally not giving anybody any time to see this movie. So that was a little interesting there, Colin, but uh, confirmed right then and there. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen this information, but for those who are not on Twitter, maybe didn't see, Colin did confirm that when Rexy pulls up to two other T-Rex there at the very end of the film, those are the two T-Rex from the Lost World. Now, does this confirm that the uh, the Rex that died in JP3 was, in fact, the baby Rex from the Lost World? Maybe. It might, it might seem that way because we don't see the baby. So I'm assuming that that's going to say that the, the one from the third film was dead and was the baby. So, therefore, we only have the dough and the buck left. So... Thank you again to Colin for confirming that right away, and uh, hopefully that, that was some news for you right there. <laughs> Lastly here in the news, this is a very, very fun one, and one that we've talked about. I don't know if I've mentioned it exactly on the show or not, maybe in the Jurassic Wire or something like that, but I certainly have talked about it on our live streams, so if you're missing out on those live streams, there's always some great stuff over there. But this comes from Universal Orlando, and uh, I spotted it over on Twitter, and I, th I think that's really all they've done for the announcement so far, but they tweeted out this. Universal's great movie escape. Two extraordinary escape adventures inspired by Jurassic World and Back to the Future is coming to Universal City Walk this fall. Tickets and additional details will be released soon. So there you have it. Uh, Universal Orlando finally announced that uh, there's going to be an escape room uh, thing coming to uh, City Walk there in Florida. So that is very, very exciting. Two of my absolute favorite properties with Back to the Future and Jurassic. Uh, that is so exciting. I I've known about this for a little while now. They've been renovating a building. Uh, I, I forget exactly what it was before, blanking on the name of it, but the, there was like a, a dance hall or something like that. So it was a pretty big location up top in City Walk and uh, been renovating it for a little while and the rumors came true. It is the great movie Escape and uh, they've got two big franchises going in there. So that is amazing. I am so excited to see what this is about. And uh, hey, Universal Orlando, I got to tell you, you're not giving me a big incentive to actually try to escape. <laughs> Two of my favorite things, Jurassic and Back to the Future, I'm not going to want to leave. So I think you uh, you might have a problem on your hands. But uh, <laughs> I cannot wait to try this out, and we will surely relay more information as soon as they release it. If you want to see more about that, head to the link in our show notes. Oh, there it is. There it is. I'm not a computer nerd. I prefer to be called a hacker. Aren't you supposed to be a genius or something? I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Dendry. Incorporating all the latest technologies. We shouldn't be here. And there's five dinosaurs. How many Sarahs do you think are on this island? Jurassic World Dominion is finally out there and everybody around the community has their thoughts and feelings and uh, a lot of you were kind enough to write in or call in with your thoughts and I'm going to play those here today. Initially we were thinking about doing a Jurassic mailbag style thing but the influx of uh, responses uh, just kind of made us do a, a listener segment instead so I'm going to play everything back to back. So again, thank you all for sending in your thoughts and feelings. And if you want to continue to send in those thoughts and feelings and then get responses from Jen and I in the Jurassic Mailbag, you can always uh, send us a voicemail, which we will not pick up. Uh, call 
732-825-7763. Again, that's 732-825-7763. Or you could send us a voice memo to our email. Um, So just pick up your phone, hit that voice memo app, start recording, and then email it over to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. And we will go ahead and uh, talk about those in the next Jurassic Mailbag. I'm very, very excited to hear from anybody else uh, with any theories or thoughts. But for now, let's go ahead and play some reactions from all of the awesome members around the Jurassic community. Hi, everyone. My name is Karen, first-time caller, long-time listener. Guys, I am so thrilled. Dominion is here. I've literally been a fan of Jurassic my entire life. I rented the first two over and over from Blockbuster. I got the collector's VHS editions of them. I went to the remaining ones live and in theaters on opening weekend. I was so excited when World was coming out. I followed everything on Instagram I could. Brad, when Fallen Kingdom was coming out, I listened to the whole podcast on that one picture of uh, the mansion with Maisie. And my husband thought I was crazy, but I was like, this is important. We need to know where this is going. So just thank you guys so much. And just huge shout out also to the Jurassic community. I was on vacation in Denver on Memorial Day weekend. And after the pandemic, I had given up all hope of seeing the Jurassic World exhibition. And my friend at the wedding we were at, she goes, you know there's a Jurassic thing in town. And oh my goodness, it was incredible. And then going back to the hotel after, I ran into a guy who had all this uh, Jurassic and Camp Cretaceous stuff all over his car. And I was like, did you go to the exhibition? And he's like, I've been three times. So it's just really wonderful community and thank you brad and tom for everything that you do the few times i've been able to catch a live i just feel like a queen whenever you read my name in the comments i'm just so again thrilled you guys it's finally here we're about to see grant and laura dern oh ellie and ian malcolm and gosh i've tried not to be spoiled guys i literally have put YouTube, the Facebook groups, everything on mute since uh, the first trailer came out because I'm so excited and I want to have just a pure reaction in the theater tomorrow. I'm off, so I'm going to an early showing and I hope to catch you guys soon. Take care and hold on to your butts. So this is Karen again. I just got out of the theater. Oh my gosh. My feelings were everywhere. I have so such high expectations and dominion hit every single one of them and even more i laughed i cried i was glued to the screen it was such a visual feast and the storyline was so smart and i kept thinking like what an homage to Crichton as well to take this back down to a you know scientific world being affected premise i just What an homage, and I saw someone else post about this being a love letter. Oh my gosh, this really was a love letter to the diehard fans. So I'm just so happy it just hit everything I needed it to, and guys, let's have a great summer. Hey, Jurassic Park Podcast. Hey, Brad. It's Jurassic Dave 93 here. Uh, You had asked us to send in 
our thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion. Um, it's Thursday night currently. I just um, got out of my screening of the film. Um, yeah, and I I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy the film. Um, I guess sort of what I'm going through now, I sort of have a little bit of sadness, I guess, is kind of the main emotion. Just that the, the Jurassic World films are over now, you know, seemingly for, for the time being. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of fun with the film. I, I enjoyed the way that, that it was written, that it sort of hopped across the globe and there was, a, you know, an element of science there uh, about what they needed to do with the locusts and everything. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing the Jurassic Park uh, Legacy cast back. Um, it didn't seem to miss a beat. Uh, it felt exactly like the characters that we've known for nearly 30 years now. And um, I enjoyed the, the paths that they went on, the Jurassic World cast and how they met up at the end and Biasin. Um, yeah, I just, I had fun with the film. I don't know what these critics saw um, in the film. I, I, I avoided spoilers, but I did look up and see, you know, what critics were saying about the film beforehand. And I, I just, what, what do you want from it? It wasn't a perfect film. Was it the best film in the Jurassic series? No. But it was just fun. Just have fun with it. Um, it was a good film. Uh, I, I just I enjoyed it. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit sad now. It'll sound like the happiest, but I'm sad these movies, this ride we've been on for seven years, sometimes 30 years for some of us, has, has come to an end. Uh, but we got Camp Cretaceous to look forward to, maybe some announcements of some things to come in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed everything down to Woo. I enjoyed seeing Dilophosaurus again for the first time in forever, if you don't count Camp Cretaceous. Um, yeah, but I, I'm pleased. I'm happy. I hope everybody else enjoyed the film. Just have fun with it. Take with it. Take what you want from it and just enjoy it. And thanks for asking us to send our thoughts in and, uh, hope everybody has a, a good weekend and good time. And, uh, I'll talk to you all later. Thank you. Hi, this is Jared in Northwest Iowa, and I quite literally just got out of the 7 o'clock showing of uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, first time people have gotten the chance to see it here in Iowa, and oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm I'm still trying to collect my thoughts, um, put it all together, but wow, that was, that was such a fun ride. Um, you know, I, I wanted to hit play on, on, on this just to kind of collect my ideas right away, but this was the conclusion to the story that I've been waiting for. It hit all the right tones for me. Um, between characters and, and pacing and, and you know, from start to finish. I, 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 I didn't, you know, feel like I was being, you know, jolted around. Obviously, it was a fast-paced adventure. You know, they had a lot of information to tell in two and a half hours, but they, they did it. Um, you know, it's not perfect. You know, there are obviously things that they could flesh out. Um, you know, some of the common, you know, reviews I've been seeing is that this could have been longer. Absolutely, could have been longer. Um, there is a lot of story still to tell from this um, specifically. But from what we got, I have very little complaints. Um, and that's really the, you know, the idea I want to give across in my review is that people need to go see this and experience it on their own and soak it all in and appreciate where we've come from 1993 all the way to now. Um, you know, a lot of the reviews, it's kind of, 
it's a shame that, you know, a lot of the reviews are going to keep people from seeing this movie in the theaters. And it is such an adventure to see in the theaters. I, I want people to take that in themselves, express, you know, you know, express your, your Jurassic fandom and really gra- make your own opinion. Um, and, and let us know what you think and not what someone else told you. This is, that's, that's my hope. And I, I hope it's well worth it for everybody that does take that opportunity. I've, I, I loved every second of it, uh, from, you know, the, the story being told to the, the action sequences. It was, it was such a great viewing and I'm going to see it tomorrow <laughs> again. And then I'm probably going to see it again on Saturday that it's, there's so much that I probably missed in the first viewing that I wanted to just take a moment to see it again. So I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait for anybody else to uh, see it themselves. And I, um, I look forward to spending many more years uh, talking about these, this, this Jurassic story because we are definitely not done. All right. Thanks, guys. Hello, podcast team. This is Dave. Uh, Three minutes won't even begin to scratch the surface on all of my thoughts about Jurassic World Dominion. So I will just keep this short with what is uh, my primary takeaway. I've seen the movie multiple times now, and I I definitely recommend others do so if they have the time and the financial means. Uh, it's, It's a lot to take in on first viewing, so I definitely recommend at least two, but... It's, uh, I, I notice things every time I see it. Anyway, my big takeaway from this movie is it is so Crichton-esque. Uh, I don't know if I just made up a word there. If Michael Crichton wrote the movie himself, this is what the movie would be. It is such a perfect homage to the original novel. Uh, if you could dissect all of Malcolm's dialogue from a book more than 30 years old it's this movie and not just his themes and message in Jurassic Park but some of his other works as well and I I know I'm not the only one and other people have been saying it in regards to some of the negative reviews but Jurassic Park has never been about dinosaurs it's it's controlling nature, it's abuse of genetic power, and dinosaurs have just been the vehicle to tell that story. And I am honestly so glad Colin had the guts to go and do what he did with this movie because it far exceeded my expectations by him doing that. It was beautiful, it was brilliant, and after a few more villains, viewings, it is entirely possible it ends up being my favorite of the franchise, perhaps even surpassing the original Jurassic Park. I hope you are all well. Everyone stay safe, stay Jurassic, and go see Dominion as many times as possible. Hello, Brad. This is Luke Ferris from Jurassic Pod. What a time to be alive. Jurassic World Dominion brought the brains and the brawn to deliver a beautiful conclusion to the six-film double trilogy of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I think it really brought back to that central thesis throughout the entire franchise of how humanity and nature coexist through the evolution of the planet. There were so many joyful moments throughout Dominion, but I want to highlight two Ian Malcolm moments that made me actually laugh out loud in the theater yesterday. 
One, of course, was the nod to unbuttoning his shirt uh, to the first original film. And the second was his story about his dog humping his leg in reference to Owen's infatuation with Blue. I wonder if the latter was improv because it really felt like genuine Jeff Goldblum antics. How beautiful that we bookended this franchise with a mosquito and a grasshopper, two insects, bringing it back to that primal concept of nature and control. I hope you had as much fun as I did in the theater yesterday. Cheers, my friends. Hi, Brad and Jen. This is Hannah, longtime listener, first time caller. I just saw Jurassic World Dominion last night, and I just had to give you guys my reaction. Um, I was so nervous going into the movie. I was nervous that there were too many characters. I wasn't sure how the story would play out. I felt like the problem of dinosaurs being out in the wild was too big to solve in one movie. And I was just worried it was going to be rushed. I have to say I was so surprised. I did not expect the locust plotline at all. And I really felt like the whole movie, they sprinkled in characters in a way that felt natural and like, It just flowed. I didn't feel like it was rushed, and I feel like the first half of the movie, there was so much conversation between characters, and it wasn't just action, action, action. There were definitely action scenes sprinkled in, but it didn't feel rushed at all to me, and I was really surprised by that. And I just loved the movie. I think the way everyone came together, the way they ended up in different places, It just flowed and the storyline was so great with the locusts. I feel like if dinosaurs were really loose in our world, the locusts and like the food chain problem would be something that would be way more imminent and like we need to solve this now and it's something we can solve. And I just think that hopefully with the way the movie ended, it leaves a setup and a room for possibilities for the franchise to continue and maybe like a new trilogy which then tackles the bigger problem of this is how we need to, you know, we need to start thinking about how can we fix this problem of dinosaurs in our world. Also, it seems like Henry Wu is kind of teamed up with our main characters, which would be a great thing for solving this problem. Um, Overall, I loved it and I'm really excited for the future. It was not as final as I thought it was gonna be, which was awesome. And I also have to say, I love the new characters. Kayla was so funny. She fit in. And I think they did a great job. The CGI was great. I'm so glad Rexy didn't die. I was really worried about that. Um, I was thinking a main character would die, but maybe next movie. We'll see. Anyways, thanks for everything you guys do. Really love the podcast and can't wait for more Jurassic content. Bye. Hi, Jurassic Park Podcast. This is Johnny. It is 4.14 in the afternoon on June 11th, 2022, 29 years ago. Jurassic Park released in theaters in the, in the United States. Fun fact, but um, this audio recording is not about Jurassic Park. This is about the final installment in the Jurassic era. Jurassic World Dominion. These are my thoughts. I just went to see it a couple hours ago. Wanted to take some time to just kind of let it sink in before I made a uh, quick audio recording. But, um, wow, what an absolute thrill ride this movie was. It was so fun. Um, I loved how the animatronics and the CGI kind of, they worked seamlessly together. I could not tell what was CGI, what was an animatronic. I mean, I kind of could, but not really. It was so good. It was so good. There were so many animatronics, and it was awesome to see. And um, 
the baby baryonyx or juvenile with the prosthetic arm and the motorcycle chase and <laughs> when the raptor fell out of the helicopter or not the helicopter the uh, the plane that was so funny to just see the raptor go like ah, into the water split you know and then kayla watson her plane that was awesome um the barbasol can it showed up i would love to know how he got that i think they're gonna explain it in um Jurassic and King Cretaceous, but um, oh my gosh, in the way um, Lewis Dodgson got eaten by the Dilophosaurus and how the Barbasol can ruled away, it was awesome, it was so cool. Um, the Dimetrodon Amber Mines scene was so awesome, and there was um, I loved how um, Maisie was confused that Ellie and Grant weren't together. She was like, Dude, wait, you're not, <laughs> anyway, so um. Um, when the Barbasol can showed up, I had an, uh, well, not just when the Barbasol can showed up, in a lot of moments in this movie, I had audible, just like, no way, whoa, oh my gosh, just like, I felt bad for the people around me, because <laughs> I was making a lot of noise, but, um, anyway, so, uh, what was, I loved how, um, Chris Pratt kind of, like, went or Chris Pratt Owen Grady kind of wanted to geek out my it was like I read your book kind of like Tim Murphy then my brain kind of was like is he Tim Murphy and I was like no what the heck what where did you get that brain <laughs> anyway so um um oh my gosh and the Giganotosaurus and the T-Rex when the T-Rex showed up I was like there is no way that this is happening this early in the movie oh my gosh anyway so and I thought she was done for I thought she was out for the count, but she was not. She got up when the lightning struck. Her eye kind of woke up, and then she triumphantly defeated the Giganotosaurus, as she rightfully should have. And, uh, wow, everything. The Pyroraptor, everything was amazing in this film. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this. I'm so excited to hear everyone's thoughts on this film. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go watch it 350 million more times. <laughs> or maybe 65 million. Anyway, thanks, guys. Bye. Hope you have a Jurassic day. Hey, Brad. Chris from Canada here. Big fan of the podcast. Just came out of my third viewing of the movie. Uh, I'm going to go see it a fourth and final time with my mom tomorrow before I wait for the home video release. Hopefully a director's cut. I'll try to keep it brief here. Um, after I've settled on the movie, I would probably give it a very kind 6 out of 10. Uh, if I were to rank, you know, Jurassic Park's a 10 out of 10, The Lost World's like an 8.5, uh, Jurassic Park 3's like a 5.5, and, and the two Jurassic World movies are like a 7.5 for me. Um, this is like a 6. Um, there are great moments. They're very brief, but they're frequent, uh, mostly in the second half with the legacy cast who really try to be authentic to their portrayals in the previous movies. Um, and do the best with the writing they're given, which is incredibly poor, worse than the previous two movies. Trevorrow, I don't know. Trevorrow is the common through line here with the past three movies. Emily Carmichael's a new addition. And so, you know, I, I really want to pin the bad writing on Trevorrow and sort of almost give Derek Connolly from the last two movies a bit of a pass because it seems that Trevorrow is the one that's writing these terrible lines and it's, it just it, the story doesn't work um the the locust stuff is very Crichton-esque and I admire that effort to do something outside of what was expected but what they do isn't interesting it doesn't feel fully thought through uh it just feels 
this movie feels so mandated. It feels like he made a three-hour movie and the movie wasn't particularly interesting and Universal saw that and they, they had an extra year. I question how much of that year was really about the pandemic and if Universal was just like, we need to retool this thing and test screen the hell out of it to make it palatable for like modern audiences. Um, the movie is so... It's, it's somehow boring and dragged out and overlong, but at the same time, it's like unfocused and almost too fast paced at the same time uh, it's just it's an incredible mess the movie doesn't know what it wants to be uh it, it wants to be a jurassic park techno thriller my Crichton kind of deal it wants to be a jurassic world movie it wants to be mission impossible indiana jones the malta stuff especially feels like something out of a star wars sequel trilogy entry which is fine but Knowing that Trevorrow is let go from episode 9, it almost feels like, you know, coping wish fulfillment in a way. Um, it feels like he's trying to make, like, a portfolio for the rest of his career outside of Jurassic within this Jurassic movie. Like, please don't take Book of Henry at face value. Like, like I'm a, I, I can make a movie. And, uh, you know, it's sort of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none sort of situation. So, the movie's a real big mess. Uh, the animatronics look outright terrible. Outright terrible. Um, uh, I, I want to love it. I want to love it. And there's moments where I do. But uh, the, the narration in the beginning and the end is so cringy and so insulting and feels studio-mandated. Just the whole thing screams of studio interference and filmmaker, like, insecurity and like there's such a lack of confidence on screen rehashing the fight at the end and it's just like from the world movie is just and it's so like it feels obligatory and half-hearted and it just really feels like Trevorrow's heart wasn't in it uh it feels like an obligation and not you know an opportunity right it was a huge opportunity and it was missed it was a huge swing and a miss so uh yeah uh Thanks for making a great podcast, and uh, thanks for taking my message. Take care. Hey, Brad, and hey, everyone listening to the Jurassic Park podcast. It's me, Connor, the host of Dino DNA, with my thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion. Um, so I've seen the film twice now, which I thought was I needed to before providing any, any sort of thoughts. Uh, you know, getting rid of all of the pre-release hype and actually watching it, knowing what to expect as a film on its own. And I really, really enjoyed it overall. I thought it was such a fun ride. It was exciting. Uh, it was like a roller coaster. You're being thrown from one set piece to another. Tons of dinosaurs, tons of characters, tons of action. Just a really fun film to watch. Uh, a great summer blockbuster. Um, overall, I'm satisfied. Uh, there was obviously a lot riding on this film, wrapping up a trilogy, potentially, you know, even wrapping up the whole six film um, arc, if you look at it that way, um, bring back the original characters, and I think they they just stuck the landing for me. It, it wasn't without its flaws. I thought it was quite a messy film. Uh, a lot of my issues had to do with the pacing, which I'm sure will be um, kind of addressed when we see, if we get to see an extended cut, and I do understand that they had to cut it down quite a bit, probably from a studio mandate, so that was a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, I thought there was some really really good positives here the action was fantastic the overall plot and structure not only was fun but had some great Crichton style science and science fiction with the with the locust I thought that was excellent it really felt in keeping with the Jurassic universe from the books all the way to this film the new dinosaur species were used really well especially the Giganosaurus and Therizinosaurus they were big lumbering giants that felt very different from the T-Rex I really liked how they they were used I thought the effects and the puppet 
puppets were fantastic. The Dilophosaurus scenes were perfect. I was worried at how they were going to handle the Dilophosaurus, but it was so creepy. Its scenes were fantastic, really, really good. And a small detail I really liked was the location titles were the same font and text that they used for the original Jurassic Park. So it was a really nice kind of vibe throughout the film, and it felt very much a continuation of the series. Um, in terms of characters, I was actually really impressed with with Owen. I've never been a huge Owen fan, but he was really good in this movie. His paternal instincts really added something new to the character. Claire was great. Ramsey and Kayla were great new additions. I think the old casts um, were fine. There were a few things that felt just a little bit off to me. Um, I think Grant probably could have had more agency in the story. Um, I liked Sassler and Malcolm's parts that they played in the plot. They were great, uh, but uh, Sassler felt just a little bit fussy um, compared to how she used to be. She used to be a lot more down to business, uh, but maybe that's just age. Um, and also, um, Grant, it would have been great to see him maybe a bit more upset about Owen training Raptors, given his history with them. But once again, could be something that mellowed with age. So I think overall, the script could have been a lot better. Um, maybe it could have also been explained that Dogson was behind Jurassic Park to the original trio, uh, that the events, because, I mean, he caused all that pain for them. It would have been great to see that realisation so they knew what kind of a nasty man they were dealing with. But overall, really, really fun film. Definitely recommend it. Can't wait to see deleted scenes and extended versions. But yeah, really pleased overall. So yeah, a solid movie. Hey Brad, it's James Ronan here. Um, wanted to give my thoughts on Dominion. Um, it's finally out and had a chance to see it. I've only seen it once. I'm hoping to see it multiple times. I really love the film. It's a solid 8 out of 10 for me. Um, I thought the plots all worked really well. I absolutely adored the Locust plot. It was such a Michael Crichton plot. If you read pages 65 uh, to 60, sorry, 64 to 68 in Jurassic Park, the novel, you'll see what I'm talking about. They've literally taken inspiration, both Colin and Emily, from from the book, from the novels, for Biosyn's work on the locusts and the genetic technology and appliances and agricultural bio, biopharmaceutical. And I absolutely adored that. I thought it was really well done. I would have liked more explanation about it, though. I would have loved to have seen dinosaurs sort of trampling crops across the globe and explaining that actually the dinosaurs were damaging crops as well. And that kind of coincides with the locust sort of plot line and being like, Ellie's like, oh, well, the dinosaurs are impacting the ecology. And so, you know, Biosyn are really sort of influencing and trying to manipulate the, the crop market. Um, that was all great stuff. But I just wish it was expanded upon. The Maisie stuff I thought was fine. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I did think it was a bit overly explained. Um, and it kind of changes a few things about Fallen Kingdom. And a lot of us now are questioning actually what was the falling out between Lockwood and Hammond actually about. Um, but I'm sure that hopefully will get explained in the future. Um, I thought Isabella Sermon like killed the role. I thought she developed really well in this role, you know, as, as Maisie in this film. I thought all the cast were great. The big three, big three were fantastic. Um, loved the sort of the in jokes and references to the first film. Um, I really loved Claire's journey in this film. It really bookended um, Jurassic World. You know the whole thing of her kind of being this businesswoman who just sees these dinosaurs as, as assets and who has you know a sister who's got a family, but she doesn't really have great, great relationship with her with her family, um, Claire and. She doesn't have a, a great relationship with Zack and Grey, and that's kind of been turned up on its head by, you know, by now in terms of the sense that 
she's now in a place where she has her own family with you know owen you know she's in this relationship with owen and they're looking after this adopted child um who you know is a clone and i really love that i thought the film really bookended and and gave a nice bow to claire and to a lot of the characters in the film i thought campbell scott as dodgson was fantastic it was a very different interpretation from the novel and it was really well developed and for me i think his performance slightly is better than Mizrani, like Irfan Khan's role. Like I feel like I'm gonna have to watch the film multiple times to take it all in. Um there were so many action sequences. I love the Malta sequence. The whole Malta sequence was so well done. And Daikin Lightman, who played Sierra Santos, I loved her character. Um I loved the black market stuff. Um I loved the powers at the start of the film and Owen wrangling them. There were so many great sequences. This felt like the most Michael Crichton film since the first Jurassic Park. There were, and there was so much JP-ness about this film that I really loved. Um, I have a few issues. The film is quite messy. There's quite a lot of editing that's happened and it's made some scenes really short. There should have been more breathing room and some of the animatronics were quite stiff. I, I noticed the dialogue saw a sequence with Claire in the forest, the animatronics looked quite off. They were, you know, just sort of looking at her. I didn't really like that at all. Some of the animatronics did look really off to me, um, but I really loved it. You know, I, I really loved the film. I can't wait to see it multiple times. Um, I hope everyone else enjoyed it. I would recommend if you're very much on the fence about this film to reread the first Jurassic Park novel by Michael Crichton and the second book, The Lost World, because a lot of what's in this film has been taken directly from the novels. And I've been seeing a lot of criticism from people who've seen the film who don't like the Locust plotline and some of the stuff with Biosyn. And it is, you know, taken from, you know, inspiration. Colin and Emily have taken it from the books and I loved it. So I would recommend doing that if you're on the fence about the film. But overall, I think it's fantastic and a great addition to the Jurassic franchise. Hey, this is Lonnie Clegan. Some of my thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, love the movie overall. Um, Travaro did a great job of just kind of bringing everything together and just... A realistic way that you felt Grant, Ellie, and Malcolm were brought back into this world. Um, really great job of um, making Ellie feel like she was a part of it with her career and everything. Really enjoyed how they did all that. Uh, the action was just non-stop. And when there wasn't a lot of action, there was some good story in there. Um, some parts you feel like could have used a little bit more story. Maybe it's a little bit in between. But overall, I thought it did a really good job. There's always expectations you have to manage. I know when Fallen Kingdom ended, there was so many things I wanted to see. I tried not to bring that into Dominion, though I would have loved to see more of what of maybe how he got the Barbasol can and how maybe Biosyn maybe had conflict with Engine over the years. Um, but maybe that's down the line in future stories. Um, this had some of the most beautiful photography um, of interaction with the dinosaurs in any of the Jurassic movies so far. And I look forward to seeing more of that. Hopefully there'll be more of that in the future, but this movie did a great job of that. So I just love the movie overall. Um, did a fantastic job. I think, um, probably my expectations were met more than I thought. Now I think about it because when Fallen King amended, the main things I wanted to see in the next movie, I wanted to see the big three, which we got to see. I wanted to see that Barbasol can something with it. I wanted to see Biosyn. I wanted to see Dodson somehow. And really, those things happened. So this really did kind of give a lot when you think about it more than I realized. 
uh, it was a fantastic movie. Um, also, everything with Claire and Owen and Maisie and Blue and Beta, um, they brought those stories together great too. And how they just combined everyone, I just I really enjoyed it. It was a real treat to see. Some of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Been we've been waiting for 30 years just to see a Jurassic movie on this scale and to see those three back together. And um, it was great to see it. And looking forward to see more Jurassic in the future. All right, thanks everybody. Bye. Hey Jurassic fans, I'm here to tell you that there are some things far scarier than a T-Rex chasing you. Specifically, wearing really uncomfortable underwear all day long. Now thankfully, that is never the case with help from MeUndies. And as our friend Ray Arnold would say, hold on to your butts. Because their latest print is 65 million years in the making. So get ready to explore the Jurassic Park collection from MeUndies. And I gotta say, this collection is absolutely perfect for all Jurassic fans out there. The Jurassic Park collection, of course, has the JP logo on it. And you know, I'm wearing anything that has a Jurassic logo on it. Now, I also had the chance to wear mine in the theaters, watching the new movie. And let me tell you, that was the most comfortable time I've had in theaters in a long time. Plus, I also had on my Jurassic Crew socks, which were a lifesaver, because you know how cold those theaters can get sometimes. And then, of course, I went home, I fell asleep faster than ever wearing the Jurassic Park collection lounge pants. And don't tell anybody, but I, I definitely had a dream about visiting Jurassic Park. So MeUndies is known for their fun, limited edition prints and softer than soft fabrics. And with this collab, expect to discover that same softness in their newest undies, socks, bralettes, and loungewear, available in sizes extra small to 4XL, MeUndies Jurassic Park print features three dinosaurs that Jurassic fans around the world know and love. We're talking about Rexy, we've got Velociraptor on there, and of course the Stegosaurus. This collection is limited though, so run to get your claws on it before the raptors do. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off your first order, including the new Jurassic Park collection. Now to get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Jurassic. That's MeUndies.com slash Jurassic. Yo, brothers. It's James from Jurassic Unicast. How are you doing? Um, Jurassic World Dominion's finally out. Exciting times for everybody in the community. Um, really, really happy with... The uh, well, I'm really happy with a lot of the stuff in the film, really enjoyed it. I thought the dialogue was excellent. Uh, the characters that have come back, like Alan Grant, Sattler, and Malcolm, brilliant, uh, like almost like a time machine that just stepped off. Um, I've got some qualms with the way Alan Grant was in this, he's, he's, he was a little bit like your granddad or your dad being tagged along for the ride. Where I'd like to have seen him almost like take the alpha male status a little bit more from Owen. Um, that would have been good. Um, but other than that, I was relatively happy with their return. I um, thought they did it quite well. Um, Story-wise, I really liked the Locust storyline. It was very Michael Crichton. I think that with being a fan of the books, I think if you're a fan of the books and you've read them, I think this storyline will be a big hit. But if you're not a huge fan of the books or haven't read them, then... I reckon it might be a bit of a miss and it might go a little bit, you know, over the head of the general audience. Um, 
really, really intrigued by Biosyn. I'd actually really like to see uh, more on Biosyn, like where they come from. I'd like to see like a series or a, a pre- or a prequel film on, on like the rise of Biosyn because their creatures are all so different to the InGen variants. So I'd love to know, you know, what difference they've done, especially with the whole pharmaceutical side of things. I think you've got a, a good bit of depth of story there that could be explored. I'd like to see Bryce Dallas Howard sort of take over the directing role or something for that. That'd be really good. Um, now, bits I didn't like very much. I wasn't really a fan of the prior Raptor. I thought the, the, the design of it, I, had no, I actually thought was really good. I liked the new feathered sort of aesthetic. Um, but... It seemed a bit pointless having that animal in. It literally looked like they're just trying to show the animal off and then that was it. I really wish that they'd give it a bit more foreshadowing that this creature's like one to not mess with. It was a little bit sort of thrown in there. They could completely remove it and the scene would be exactly the same of just Owen and Kayla just running away from the ice cracking between their feet. They don't want to fall in the water, that sort of thing. Um, other issues. Wasn't really a big fan of the fight scene at the end of the gate, at the end of the film. Uh, I thought it was a little bit... Well, it wasn't very animalistic. I didn't like the fact that they killed the Giga and then they sort of triumphantly roared at each other. I thought it was a bit silly. But I think it's one of those ones that you can let go over time. I, I would have choreographed that differently as a director. I wouldn't have done it so uh, kaiju style, if you know what I mean. When you look at the Indominus Rex fight with the with the T-Rex and even the Spinosaurus and T-Rex fight, as much as I didn't personally like the outcome, being just a fan of the T-Rex, I think the fight choreography was a lot more realistic. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that, that was probably my major qualms with, uh, with, the, with the film. Qualm even the right word now. You made me even, I've said qualm too much to make me think I even said the right word there. Either way, you know what I mean. They're my only problems. Um... And, uh, yeah, I, think I don't want to leave this too long because I guarantee you've got about a million messages. But overall, I'll give it, like, a good solid 7.5, 8 out of 10 as a film. I think over time, I'll probably learn to appreciate it a lot more, especially the, 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 the story development in it and what the message is trying to get across. Um, I think the critics have been very unfair with it. But, yeah, really, really happy. I'm glad Dominion um, is now out in theatres. I'm going to go and watch it again, I think, even. Uh, but, yeah, take care. Um, all the best, and uh, yeah, life will find a way. Bye bye. Hey guys, Mozamil here, giving my spoiler thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion. I thought it really honored a lot of the fan content we consumed over the past few years, and honoring Michael Crichton's philosophies, whether it were was in the books in Jurassic Park and Lost World, or in any of his other sci-fi infused books. You know, emphasizing on the dangers of mishandling genetic power and thinking absolute control over the natural order is achievable. I think having the locust was a welcome change, um, but, you know, still have a great uh, number and variety of dinosaurs in there. And I feel, you know, like emphasizing the conservation efforts, um, that's a really important thing in kind of treating these dinosaurs as animals. That was kind of the focus that... Um, we saw in Jurassic World and even in the DPG in Fallen Kingdom. So a whole lot to love in this entry and I do feel like it's the beginning of a new era even though the marketing kind of uh, said otherwise. Um, I think you know pacing was a bit of an issue in the beginning just like some scenes like uh, the one that I did not like was when it cut from 
Sadler looking at the locust and then going straight to uh, visiting Grant. I think it was a bit jarring, but otherwise uh, it kind of um, went by and you know really solidified towards the second and third act. So overall, just a lot to love. I think the characters uh, really define their arcs a lot better. Um, it was just a lot of fun. And whenever I do get to see it again, uh, I can't wait. So overall, I had a, I had a great time at Jurassic World Dominion. Thanks. So what I want you to do is sing the Jurassic World song. Go. <laughs> Okay, not with the feet. Not with the feet. Right, you got it. Okay, ready? Three, two, don't move your feet, just sit still and do it nice and clear and loud. Go. Right, and then go. Welcome to Jurassic Unicast. Welcome to Jurassic. No, nice and loud. Welcome to Jurassic Unicast. And again. Welcome to Jurassic Unicast. And then go. I'm Danny from Jurassic Unicast Kids. I'm Danny from Jurassic Unicast Kids. Alright, do it without that. Ready? I'm Danny from Jurassic Unicast Kids. I'm Danny from... from... Danny Cast Kids. I'm Danny from Jurassic Unicast Kids. I... From Dinosaurs Unicast Kids. Jurassic Unicast Kids. Uh. Go. I'm Danny from Jurassic Unicast Kids. I'm Danny from Jurassic World Unicast Kids. Hello, where this is Jamal. I'm calling from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I saw Jurassic World Dominion on Friday. Actually, took off early from work, though they tried to keep me there. And it was, I wanted to make an experience. Me and my wife went to, you know, it was my first time at a sit down, you know, you get dinner, the recliner, it's, it's called Santa Bistro, the place we went up here. But uh, anyway, it was a great experience. I love the movie, um, a lot of fun, a lot of dinosaurs and new dinosaurs. You know, I actually wish I could have uh, learned more about the dinosaurs, like with the feathers and, you know, the, the huge one that was, uh, around Claire you know my wife called her uh, Edward because of the scissor hands but you know I love hearing about the dinosaurs and learning about them and um, I'm gonna have to look those up and I would have loved to hear more of uh, you know Alan and Owen talking about you know the different things they learned about the Raptors and everything and um, yeah it was I thought it was a really great movie and the plot was not what I expected um, but it you know, the locusts were a great way to bring the original trio back in and um you know like the new characters and everything um though you know uh i, I generally have rose colored glasses my least favorite jurassic movie <laughs> is still a movie i love but uh you know if i had to say something that, that w was critical was 
they never resolved. I guess at the end, they were just like, well, we're, we're living with dinosaurs and that's cool. And, uh, you know, and I thought about Maisie. They never said if she, you know, what was going to happen with her. Like, is it legal for her to live with Claire and Owen? I don't know. But um, and of course, you know, the dinosaur scenes are so, you know, crazy, unrealistic, just like in Camp Crustaceous, you know, like the the I call them assassin type or raptors with their, you know, that go after the people with the red that you tag with the red dot. Uh, they <laughs> was the one was so clumsy and slow chasing Claire, but then it could chase them on uh, motorized vehicles the whole way. And uh, let me see what else the Gigantosaurus or whatever it's called. And Edward, you know, the scissor hands dinosaur they definitely were there for the theatrics they they moved very slow to allow our crew and the uh, the cast members to to have their moments and i love jeff goldblum he was hilarious uh you know i'm glad he got to get his torch and throw it like a spear but um no it was uh it was fun criticisms aside i mean i love the movie i thought it was great and they left it open to see more i you know i got about 20 seconds till three minutes but i was gonna say i love your podcast keep doing what you're doing as long as you can and have content and you know i look forward to hearing more i'm about 50 episodes in i wish i would discovered this earlier and would have been along with you for the whole seven year ride but uh better late than never all right have a good one hi brad and everyone else who may be listening i hope everyone is having a very happy jurassic june as i am I've gone to see Jurassic World Dominion about twice, and I'm planning on a third time sometime this week. Um, And while I was watching these two movies, the one scene that got me in spoilers, I guess kind of spoilers for someone who hasn't seen it yet, um, scene that really got me both times was when Henry Wu is walking out of the darkness with that sad kind of puppy dog look on his face, admitting that he messed up and he wants to make it right. Um, That hit hard both times while going into the theater. Um, What I was wondering, your opinion and others who are listening right now, did B.D. Wong or Henry Wu get the screen time he deserved? And was it the ending he also deserved um i know he got like a second chance and he made up for it which in my books is something well deserved um because of everything that he's he's done he's corrected himself and he's he's fine in my eyes but uh let me know what you guys think and uh i hope you guys and everyone listening have a very blessed day thank you Hi, this is Kevin Allen sharing my thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion. To keep it very brief, I will say that there was a line in The Lost World that I think sums up this film perfectly. John Hammond says, this is our last chance at redemption, period. That is what this film is entirely about, period. Every single character from the old cast to the Jurassic World cast, the new cast, and even the villains are seeking their last chance at redemption, period. What that means to them is different, but each one of them is seeking to change how their life has gone, period. Where they saw themselves before this movie is not where they want to be. And this film is all about them trying to achieve that. And sometimes they don't get it. 
Sometimes they do. And that's what makes this film great. I think it's worthy to be a part of the Jurassic World and Jurassic Park franchise. Thank you, and I hope everyone else enjoyed it. Hey guys, this is uh, Dylan Brown, or Dilly Dilly, uh, as you might know me over on Twitter. Um, been following you guys for a long time, really, since the the uh, build-up to Fallen Kingdom. Um, and then Thomas and I worked on my little New World film together. Uh, he had a great little cameo. So I just wanted to call in uh, to weigh in on the Dominion um, talk, as I know that's going to be a hot topic of discussion, both good and bad, for a long time. Um, but yeah, Dominion, it's uh, it's like a it's a jarring experience, I have to say, because you're watching the movie and it just feels so different. It feels so new and almost uncomfortable because we did get so used to, you know, a format that these movies seem to follow. Um, it was always kind of just like a point A to point B storyline. And Bayona's movie kind of threw that off in the second half. Uh, and obviously Dominion had to go in its own direction. Um, so uh, I didn't know how I was feeling about the movie while watching it. I was almost thinking like, am I going to leave this disappointed? After it was over, I honestly think it's my third favorite of the entire franchise behind JP and, and the Lost World. Um, because the movie just doesn't give a about you as a critic or you as an audience member, honestly. It wants to tell the story that Colin came up with. It's wild. Uh, to me, honestly, it literally feels like an X-Files episode, you know, with the entire locust angle and the, the secret research facilities. Um, Dodson's ridiculous plan to like control food sources, you know, it seems almost like a Mission Impossible or James Bond villain. The movie, you know, globe trotting everywhere feels something like Indiana Jones or The Mummy. Um, and honestly, like, how can you not like that? It's unbelievably ridiculous. I get that. It's, it's almost the dumbest movie maybe I've ever seen, but I love it for that. I absolutely love how insane it went. Um, Chris, uh, Chris uh, likes dinos, uh, and I were were talking in one of the threads briefly that bonkers was like the only word that you could use to describe the movie because it is it's, it's absolutely bonkers, um, unbelievably fun time. Uh, I, obviously, major major issues are in there, especially from a filmmaking standpoint. Um, I write and and I'm starting to get into filmmaking myself, so. I do tend to view things through maybe a little bit of a different lens. And so there were some things that I'm just like, oh, my Lord, this is such a ridiculous edit or a terrible, you know, decision on Collins and for, for this. But it didn't really matter by the time the movie was over. It's it's just unrelenting fun. Hey, guys. Uh, just coming – well, not just coming out. So Dominion two days ago um, finally had – uh, a moment to put my thoughts together, and I just, I really enjoyed this movie. It was a lot of fun on, on all levels. Um, like a lot of people, I, I didn't necessarily just want to see Grant and Ellie back together just because, for like fan service in a way, but it, you know, it totally, it totally works when I saw it. Um, you know, people just, just move apart sometimes. They clearly didn't forget about Mark, and they, they just said it didn't work out. And you know what? That works for me. Um, in a way, I kind of felt like the Maisie thing was a little bit 
little bit of a retcon, but again, uh, you know, I was okay with it because there wasn't enough information there for her to be a clone either way. Um, I really enjoyed the the locust plague aspect, and I can see why they had some concerns um, with uh, relations to COVID-19, uh, being a plague, moving across, jumping continents and stuff like that. There was like uh, a screenshot of like a, an alert on, I think it was Dotson's phone at one point mentioning that. Um, but that was cool because, you know, I always thought that would be a really interesting angle on how things could uh, really be impacted um, by this kind of stuff. And uh, just every sequence was, was really fun. And I feel like there was a lot of stuff that were like clearly, clearly Easter eggs or, or odd references to to other things. Like there was no reason for it just to be a Demetrodon that scared Alan Grant. Um, you know, when they were chasing him in that area, um, totally felt like, uh, that the old reference to the Jurassic Park Kenner card, uh, jungle surprise, obviously it was in a cave and not a jungle, but, um, the two of them together, that just, it, it just seemed like that totally made sense to me. Uh, the Atrociraptor on the plane, the motorcycle, that felt like something out of one of the JP comics. Um, I'm sure there's some other things that I'm that I'm missing at this moment, but it was just, it all felt really, really good. And it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I don't like the idea of, of turning the dinosaurs into monsters. And in a way they almost did with the, with the Giganotosaurus. Cause at one point when the locusts were falling out of the sky and, and in through the, uh, the fire, locust into its mouth it almost looked like a dragon like breathing fire and it just it just worked it was just a really fun a really amazing really cool sequence um i definitely thought it was bold for them to move away from blue and rexy um as as characters in a way um and i would be okay never seeing either of them again uh, you know, maybe descendants or, you know, other raptors, but it'd be okay if we don't see them again. Um, and it just, it just worked. It was a lot of fun. I took my, uh, my seven year old and my 10 year old. Um, it was a double feature that showed the original Jurassic Park and that was about the age that I, I was able to see it in theaters. Um, so, you know, really primed between the two. Um, and it was just, it was just a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, I think it, it ties everything uh, nicely together. I hope this isn't the end of Jurassic. Uh, you know, I would love to see some some uh, Star Wars or Marvel, like Disney Plus type stuff happening. Obviously not on Disney Plus. Um, but just, uh, you know, we can stop focusing on the, the world cataclysms in a way. Um, and focus on more intimate stories with, with just, you know, dinosaurs interacting with people, uh, a dinotopia type thing, just, uh, you know, clearly in a, in a realistic setting. Dinotopia meets, uh, Planet of the Apes. Uh, that's where I want to see things go. Um, and I'm, either way, I'm going to be glad to see more Jurassic stuff, but thanks a lot for everything you guys do. Can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts. So I just finished watching the movie and, out of 10, out of 10, I give it a 10 out of 10. The only, I really like the action, the, 
I really liked how the three OG characters came back and Dr. Grant finally got at Ellie Sattler. And then I also liked the little backstory with Macy. I thought that was really cool. I also really like how they're like a like a family. And the only thing I dislike is I didn't get to see the Spinosaurus again. I really wish the Spinosaurus was in the movie. And I also wanted to see something like from Camp Cretaceous shown in the movie. Like maybe one of the characters. I don't know something about Camp Cretaceous. But other than that, yeah, that's about it. I love your movie. It was awesome. Hey, Brandon. It's Jake. Um, Jurassic World Dominion, that was so good. I loved every bit of it. I'm, the only problem is I have a big fear of bugs. The little locusts did not like that, though. That was the only part I didn't like. And I'm from Utah, so when it was the part where Alan Grant was in his dig site, when it flashed the words Utah, our, our theater cheered. That was pretty great. Um, oh. There is one other thing that I have a little nitpick about. I feel like the dinosaurs weren't in it as much as they were in other movies, but that's fine. But no, I love this movie. I love the Giga. That was such a cool design. It was just all so good. And the Maisie plot, this is a little bit... I didn't expect that, but it was cool. Um... Yeah, that's all I got for now. Bye. Hey, guys, it's Jaroslav, uh, a.k.a. Jaroslav428. Um, just wanted to uh, give my thoughts on Dominion and just kind of the overall uh, reception it's getting. Um, I'm happy to say I really uh, find myself enjoying the movie. Um, I liked it a lot. It's, um, you know, it uh, it does have some of the pacing uh, issues that I personally found in Fallen Kingdom, which I think some people uh, might agree with. However, um, I never thought that it totally ruined the movie. Um, so, yeah, with Dominion, um, it was kind of inevitable with, uh, you know, everything that I was trying to accomplish. But uh, at the same time, I don't think that it really uh, created a compromise for the movie because uh, a lot of, the, you know, all the scenes really were um, pretty fun and enjoyable. Um, had a great time at the theater, and uh, you know, the Malta scene is a uh, huge highlight. I think a lot of people agree there. Um, you know, and it was great for you know Colin uh, bringing back some of the Crichton-esque, um, you know, the techno thriller. Of, uh, you know, engineering these locusts that are uh, potentially going to be a global uh, threat. You know, to our um, food supplies and everything, so um, which is kind of uh, relevant to things happening in the real world world right now. Excuse me, um, but yeah, so uh, I enjoyed a lot of it. I liked the uh, the parallel um, storylines, you know, the, uh, the two different storylines with um, with Owen and Claire trying to uh, track down rescue Maisie, and then uh, Alan, Ellie, and Ian working on. Um, you know, putting a stop to Dawson's, um, you know, uh, potential, uh, world ending, uh, 
uh, issue. So, um, yeah, no, uh, it's great. Uh, you know, it's obviously, um, you know, it's not a perfect movie, but, uh, I can say I had a lot more fun coming out of this one than I did with Fallen Kingdom. However, I do need to rewatch Fallen Kingdom. I, I, uh, talked with some friends where I'm thinking about doing, uh, I gotta finish my marathon to see how that all lines up. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm hoping a lot of people, uh, will start warming up to it. You know, I know it's gotten a lot of, uh, flack. Uh, it is an interesting one to take in for the first time because it's just so much happening very quickly. It, um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, on second or possibly even third viewing, people might start to see what kind of movie, uh, we have here. And, uh, you know, I can, I'm happy to say on my second viewing, I liked it even more. And, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's just great that we're where we're at, you know, and, and we got the, you know, the movie that brought back legacy members and, you know, this is quote, quote, the last movie, which probably is not, but, uh, you know, um, let's just have fun with it, you know, and, um, there's, there's a great movie in there to, to enjoy. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, I enjoyed it. So I, uh, hope everyone else, uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it, bring your family, everyone. Just enjoy, you know, it's Jurassic season, it's Jurassic June. And, uh, you know, this is like a big Jurassic movie we got on our hands. So, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, I'll catch you guys later. Hi, Brad, and everyone associated with the Jurassic Park podcast. My name is McKenna, and I'm calling from South Lake Tahoe, California. Um, long-time Jurassic fan. First movie I ever actually saw in the theater, so I'm near and dear to my heart. Um, been listening to the podcast for a couple of years and first time caller. So I just got out of Dominion. It's a little bit after midnight and it started as a kind of wild ride right when we were just about to uh, start the movie. Actually, they had a fire alarm go off and so we had to evacuate. But then we got to go back into the theater and finally got to see Dominion in D-Box as well. So it was a wild ride. Not only did we get to experience all the adventure but with it was literally like a ride twists and turns uh i just wanted to share my initial reaction as i just gotten out and i think that the atrociraptor scene in malta was amazing definitely thrilling uh therocinosaurus also did not disappoint that was uh no racking as well with claire in the water um I also really enjoyed the pyroraptor. That was a great scene as well. And um, I know on a, on a couple podcasts ago, you guys talked about, you know, how it was going to meld with the old cast and the new cast. And, you know, I have to admit that the old cast really did it for me. You know, just to see Ellie and Alan and Ian back together was just warmed my heart. And I really think that they helped to pull the movie through. And then, of course, who can forget about Blue and Beta? They also, I think, were some of the stars of the film. But overall, um, I think that Dominion was a little slow to start, to be honest, but really started to pick up a bunch of steam and ended really strong. So uh, I can't wait to go see it again, probably in D-Box again, and then also just uh, a normal theater viewing so I can pick up anything else I missed. But I just wanted to uh, share my initial thoughts just out of the theater because I know that Brad, you talked about that, and uh, thank you so much for the podcast. Really enjoyed it. Um, been building up to uh, going and see the the last film, the saga, and 
reread Jurassic Park and The Lost World and listened to your book club reviews as well and love the podcast, love everything you do and just going to keep it going. So thank you so much and talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys. So first of all, love. my name is Noah and I just love your podcast so much. So you seem pretty happy with the movie in your previous podcast, but why? It was so bad. There was that like spy thing at the beginning. Like that gave me such spy vibes. Plus, that ending was not conclusive enough for a final movie. Like, how did you like that? Atrocious. Hello, this is Tame the Dragon ninety four from YouTube and Twitter. And um, I just saw Jurassic World Dominion a couple days ago, and I absolutely loved it. Like, it might be one of my, it might be the favorite, my, my favorite one in the trilogy, the World trilogy. Um, and uh, I went into this film with lower expectations this time because for Fallen Kingdom, I th- I was like, oh, this is gonna be the best thing ever, and I watched all of the TV spots and trailers, which was, which was a complete mistake because. You could honestly piece together the whole movie from trailers. Um, and I don't know about this time because I stayed away from them. And thankfully it made the experience a whole lot better. But um, yeah, I didn't listen to critics for this one very much. I um, I saw it on, uh, I saw the reviews online. And uh, I had thought, well, I like a lot of movie movies uh, critics don't like. Such as Batman v Superman. I love that movie. But um... Yeah, it was just really fun time. Had a good time all around, and I kept waiting for that point where I would go, eh, this isn't really good, but it didn't come, and it was. It turned out to be one of my favorites in the series. I wanted to talk, talk about a couple specific things, one of them being uh, the Barbasol can and Jurassic Park the game. Now, I know, Mr. Brad Jost, how you feel about that game and the term soft cannon, and for the sake of this discussion, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep talking. Uh, you can have your opinion, and I'll have mine. But um, for me personally, I love Jurassic Park the game, and I'm gonna find every workaround I can to make sure that it fits in the canon for my head canon at least. Even if some things have been contradicted, I'm still always gonna love it. But um, yeah, I wanted to talk about specifically the Barbasol can and what happened at the end of the game. So uh, at the end of the game, if you don't recall, um, they're on the docks. Uh, Billy Yoders are ready to put the hurt on Nima, I guess, and then the Tyrannosaur comes in, and then he eats Billy Yoder, the mercenary guy, and then he steps, she steps on the Barbasol can. Now, um, obviously this game isn't fully canon, um, but it is going to be parts of it, uh, are canon, like, such as, like, Sibo, Herrerasauruses, um, couple of other things like the bombing I think it was planned but it was cancelled like it said on the uh, DPG website and um, I honestly I, 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 I'm willing to forgive the fact that the Barbasol can was back because for a from the two seconds I saw it it was like really really rusty and uh, I can I'm assuming that yeah it was taken to the docks and Yoder had it but it was probably flung in the ocean instead of stepped on by the T-Rex and Instead of having the choice to save the can or Jess, uh, Nima just automatically went to save Jess because she didn't see the can. And um, I'm guessing that in 1994, when they went to clean up the island, uh, they were able to retrieve the can from either under the water, 
out there or uh, just somewhere else on the dock. So I'm willing to forgive the can being back for the sake of awesomeness. Um, and Camp Cretaceous, I um, I noticed a lot of similarities between Camp Cretaceous and the game. Um, even though they're minor, I think there's a writer or animators or somebody on that team is paying tribute to uh, the game. And I hope that in the in season five they don't retcon um, Jurassic Park the game even further because I saw in the trailer the uh, the Barbasol can is back in that one too. So um, I I don't know, just holding out hope here. <laughs> like I me personally, I love the game with all its flaws. It's still probably one of my favorite pieces of Jurassic content. Um, like some of my others are like Jurassic Park three, Dominion, which I really love. Uh, season the three of Camp Cretaceous or four uh, yeah actually three I think four was kinda goofy <laughs> but um another thing I wanted to talk about in this movie was all of the diversity um Jurassic knows how to do diversity extremely well um in their movies um I've seen people online saying how this movie is too woke or whatever but I have been per I, I personally had no problems with it um I hate, I don't like when movies like force it down your throats and give like corny lines or whatever, but this, this series has done thoroughly, thoroughly done it justice. Um, they've done it very well and I'm super happy with it. And I've also heard rumors online about an extended cut of the film. Um, I don't know if it's definitely coming out, but I can tell a lot of stuff was cut and um, I'm just curious to hear y'all's thoughts on that because I personally would really love to see an extended cut. So yeah, Tame the Dragon 94, signing off. Goodbye. Hello, my name is uh, Preston Brooks. I live in Albany, Georgia. And I recently went to go see Jurassic World Dominion with my youth group on a pre-screening on Thursday night. And my thoughts on this movie are, I think it's, it was one of my favorite Jurassic movies. But some of my friends agreed that it kind of fell short of the storyline. I thought it was kind of cool how the movie itself reflected on the past movies and it kind of mimicked some of the scenes with the, take for example, the Therizinosaurus and the Juganotosaurus scene. This mimicked the scene between Blue and the T-Rex and the Indominus from Jurassic World. Now, some of my friends, they're like, oh, well, they needed to add more stuff. This could have been better. Well, in my opinion, I think it was a good way to end the series. Because, I mean, they're not just going to cut off a $5 billion franchise with this movie. They're going to add more stuff to this. I'm thinking with Camp Cretaceous Season 5 coming out July 21st. And my thing I liked was the Barbershop can. We discussed how could that have happened. This has to tie into Camp Cretaceous. And so, my thoughts on this are, Biosyn, I believe, could have been introduced earlier in this series. Maybe... Maybe even in Jurassic World, there could have been some hint of Biosyn, but it was kind of like just thrown in there at the last minute. And I think that maybe the Juganotosaurus could have had a little bit of more screen time, because it didn't really have very much screen time. Um, also with the Therizinosaurus, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool, but, I mean, it was kind of weird. The T-Rex kind of just like pushed it into the Therizinosaurus, the Juganotosaurus into the Therizinosaurus' claws. And it died, so I don't really know how that was kind of how that worked. And I also thought it was kind of cool to see Alan Grant, all of them come back from the original movie, which I guess Hollywood is pretty much doing that now. 
But anyway, um, my thoughts are it could have been better, which I didn't understand all the parts of like Maisie and Beta. That was kind of just thrown in. I don't really know what that was all about. Um, it was kind of a weird concept, but I thought seeing Blue how the baby was kind of cool. I mean, I know they took part from Jurassic World back to the map in that. Um, but overall, I think it was a pretty good movie, and it could have been better. It could have been better, but it might. It's one. It's up there. It's. I'll say Fallen Kingdom may be one of my favorite ones, but I also thought that this was. It was a good decision to not have any hybrids in this movie because we really needed a, a Jurassic Park movie with no hybrids. We just needed to focus on. Hey, Jurassic fans! Cody here from the Hatchery. Uh, Dominion, the movie that we didn't want it to be the end, but we said one more season to Camp Cretaceous, but we didn't want it to be the end, but it is, and something that's honestly straight out of the Michael Crichton books, it was beautiful, I thought everything about it was wonderful, the animatronics in there, of course, and the storytelling, how it wraps things up and gives you a brand new world that maybe you can explore one day, and leaves it open, but also completes it in a very special way that's very tough to do in filmmaking, but Colin Javar did it, and absolutely love the film. I do wish maybe we got a scene of Dodson saying, I'm responsible for Jurassic Park's downfall. That would have been cool, but, you know, other than that, I think the movie did an outstanding job and made me cry so, so much. Hopefully you guys all liked it too. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 326th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thank you so much to everybody that has called in or wrote in this episode. We really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm so glad we can finally just be out there in the open and talking about Jurassic World Dominion. There's been so many plot points and elements that I've been trying to keep away from the podcast for so long now as I didn't really want to spoil too much over the course of the past few years. Um, but I'm excited that we can finally talk about all of these elements and get, get, get everything out there in the open. Uh, so I thank each and every person for sending in their feelings here today. And again, if you want to call in with your thoughts and feelings even further, you can do so by calling 732-825-7763, or you can hit up your voice memo app and email us an MP3 uh, to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. And of course, uh, you can always go to our website and write in by hitting up our contact form over on JurassicParkPodcast.com. So that's all I have for everybody today. Thank you so much to MeUndies for supporting this episode and to Dart Zone for sending us some stuff recently. We have so much more content coming your way, and this is only the beginning. Jurassic World Dominion may be over, but we are not just yet. So thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, please stay safe out there. Be kind to each and every person that you come into contact with. Love you all so much. Let's continue to fight for representation and change and equality and make this world a better place. I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, 
our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.